Welcome to the Clarity Radio Show and Podcast. I'm Elena, and I'm looking forward to having this conversation. Oh, we're going to have some fun today. Let's talk about purpose. You know, sometimes you have to go deep so you can go high. So let's get into it. Let's talk about finding and maintaining fulfillment. Sugar, I'm not here for motivation. We need revelation. Let's talk about how to live abundantly. My prayer for you is the same for me. Clarity. Clearly I see. So are you ready? All right, let's go. episode of the Clarency Podcast and Radio Show. So here, our conversations are always about finding fulfillment, identifying purpose, and just how to live an abundant life. So in case you forgot, Clarency is spelled C-L-A-R-I-S-E-E, and it is here to create content and conversations that help us to see ourselves, others, and God clearer. And when we do that, what is the result? I believe we live the abundant, purpose-driven, fulfilled lives we were created for. Clear sight, abundance, purpose, fulfillment. I believe it's all connected. So to learn more about all things Clarity, head over to ClarityBlog.com and be sure to connect with me on the Clarity Blog, IG, Facebook, or other social media pages. And I would appreciate it immensely. If you could subscribe and leave a review of this podcast on whatever podcast platform you may be listening in on. Okay, now, so we've read our announcements. Those are done. And now let's get into today's conversation. All right. I am not sure where you are in the world, but where I am, fall is upon us. I am sitting here wrapped in my blanket sipping my pumpkin spice chai latte and watching these leaves change colors. In my parents' neighborhood, it is gorgeous around this time of year. And I always like to pop on over here just to see the leaves, the, the wonder and the glory of God, transformation in action. So fall has a special place in my heart, and it always makes me think. So I wonder... What is it that you want this fall? I think by the time fall rolls around, most of the world is ready to transform. We're looking at our year and realizing that most of it is gone. And then we're deciding to fall away from some things and draw closer to others. So are you falling away from anything? I can tell you. For me, I am falling away from doubting God (laughs) and leaning into believing he can do what looks impossible. I'm falling away from misusing my time and seeking to stop and consider the purpose of the time I've been given each day. I'm falling away from letting what others think stop me from being bold for God. I'm falling away from all of the things that are not conducive to my growth and who I'm transforming into. And y'all, gosh, gave me a glimpse of this woman I am becoming. And honestly, I can't get enough of her. (laughs) But in all of this busyness to transform, sometimes we are so concerned in doing all the things. 
some for us and some for God. But in the end, we are actually falling away from him too. But how does that happen? I believe there's a science in falling away from God. It is a heart posture at its root, but sometimes root issues that go to the heart level are often seen by symptoms that exist on the surface. And falling away is no different. The process of falling away from things can be so sudden. A decision we make in an automatic about face, but falling away from God, that's often very subtle. It's still marked by a decision, but the actions, they're not always as severely noticeable. Like a fall from a tall building, it may seem like we're moving in slow motion, and then all of a sudden, we jarringly hit rock bottom. So what does falling away from God even look like? Well, if I had to guess, I would say it can look like returning to old habits and ways of thinking, settling, making excuses, busyness, wrong priorities. They are subtle, seemingly justifiable acts of regression. It's camouflaged by justification and false excitement and hustle and a full to-do list. But if you watch your life or if you're looking at the life of someone else, which we really don't need to be because I'm pretty sure if you're like me, you have your hands full with your own. But if we watch, we see that the rate of growth, our, our maturity, our true change, it's slowed and will eventually become non-existent if we don't change course. Falling away is marked by a little less hunger, a little less excitement to spend time with God, less interest in praying or studying, less less time devoted to doing things that God told us to do, less prioritizing God the way we did before. It's a relaxed standard that's so easy to justify, but not always marked by circumstances, but lack of desire. In essence, your heart's just not in it like it used to be. So as we dive in a little deeper to this conversation about the science of falling away from God, I believe that all of us are falling away from something What I would like for you to think about and what I'm thinking about during the course of this conversation is identifying what it is. Is it God? Are we falling away from the things that are hindering us? Or is it both? Now, I don't necessarily fancy myself to be a mathematician. But for the sake of this conversation, I think a mathematical equation best helps us to see what we're dealing with here. So the science of falling away from God can be depicted in an equation like this. Pride plus devaluing multiplied by unintentionality plus lack of discipline equals falling away. Yeah, I don't see that it's possible to fall away from God without these components being present. Pride, devaluing, unintentionality, lack of discipline. I see that they have to be present in our lives for 
the fall to happen. And on the flip side, it's in addressing these things that we hold on to God and fall away from the things that are hindering our growth. Now, these elements, along with repentance and revelation, can reconcile us with God and remove the distance that makes it so easy for us to fall. So, to see if we're falling like Alicia Keys, did anybody else ooh, get tired of that song when it was in its heyday? Everybody thought they could sing that song. I mean, in middle school, walking down the hallway, everybody be belting it out. And honestly, I didn't think most people could sing it well, but that's just my personal opinion. Anyway, I digress. But to see if we're falling, let's dive into each one of these equational elements to see what might be showing up in our lives. Because that's what we do here. We take a concept and then we do a deep dive and examine ourselves and see what God brings to the surface. So the rules, no shame, no condemnation. But we need to be smart here and we need to address anything that may be hindering us from becoming, transforming, growing, learning, maturing. This is our season to transform and nothing is going to stop us. I truly believe that character growth is the secret sauce. When we desire to grow inwardly, when we want that more than having the titles and having the things and having success, then I believe that God blesses us with the growth and then all of the things that we desire because we desired what was most important, growth, maturity, character development. That's what God is interested in. And falling, it stagnates our growth. So We've got to see it as a threat that we need to address to protect our future. So in today's conversation, we'll converse about the first two elements in the equation, and we'll put the other two on the shelf and carry on with those in part two of this conversation. So actually, before we dive in too deeply, I think it's good for us to pause, get ourselves together, prepare for this deep dive, and take a break. All right, we'll be back soon. Let's go. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Clarity Podcast and Radio Show. Today, we are in fall mode. We have our boots. We have our lattes, our blankets. We are snuggled up, and we are having a conversation about fall, about transformation, and about all of the things in this season we want to fall away from so that we can transform into who we are meant to be. By the same token, God has ordained this conversation to make sure that we are on guard in our busyness to transform and focus on all the ways we want to grow and develop with the last few months we have in this year. We also want to be sure that we don't fall away from God in the midst of trying to fall away from all these other things. So God in his mercy ordained today's conversation to make sure that we take a second, take a look, and make sure that there is nothing in us that may cause us to fall away. So we have been discussing the science of falling away. God gave us this cute little mathematical equation, and it is pride plus devaluing multiplied by Unintentionality plus lack of discipline equals falling away. That's the equation we're working with today. And 
This is a two-part conversation. For today, we're just going to focus on the first part of that equation. And let's hop into that now. Oh, before we do, if you missed the first part of this conversation, you can recap on Clarity Podcast on any podcast platform. Or if you need to listen again, it's always there for you to listen at your convenience. All right, let's get with it. So pride plus devaluing. What does God have to say to us about that? Well, scripture says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That's Proverbs 15.33, if if it didn't sound familiar to you. So before we dive too deeply, just one quick question that I, I personally have. Does the word destruction make anyone else's soul quiver? Just, whoo, does it make you shake on the inside? I wonder. Because every time I hear that word, oh man, it shakes and shivers something inside of me. I promise when I hear it, I feel like one of the hyenas in Lion King, Mufasa, whoo, that's how I feel on the inside. I never want the word destruction from God to be associated with me because it just sounds like just utter desolation, just, oh, no coming back from that, just the worst of the worst. Oh, Lord, I don't want that. Okay, y'all. So let me get serious because this is no laughing matter. But if, let me know if, if you feel the same about that word. I just want to know if I'm here by myself. Anyway, one way I can notice the evidence of pride in my life is because pride has language. It tends to use logic to justify disobedience and also to reject God's direction. You see, pride always gives a reason why you can't do something, why you don't want it, why it's not right for you or, or something like that. Pride decides that what God is requiring is unnecessary or just too much. It's the most. It's like, I don't need all that. That's not me. This is too much. That's not God. Pride always has some sort of declaration or decision. And it sets us up as the expert. And in asserting ourselves as knowing what is right and what is wrong and what is needed and what is not, it's in that assertion that we reject God's direction. And falling away is inevitable because our haughty spirit propels us away from God when we take that position. You see, pride always elevates you and attempts to devalue God in the process. Well, let me speak for myself. At least that's how I see it showing up for me. Although I would bet money probably shows up in a similar way for you, but I digress. So let me give you an example. My pride has most often announced itself either when God told me no or when he confronted my identity. You see, there have been men, of course, that I chose that God gave a strong no to. And sometimes I kept right on going, hoping that I heard him wrong or that he might change his mind or something else. Spoiler alert, he didn't, and he was right. And there have been jobs that I wanted that I thought were just just perfect for me, but God didn't open those doors. And here and now, there are parts of my identity that God is telling me I'm meant to fall into that I've never seen as me. This is probably the hardest thing for me to sometimes wrap my mind around. First, it was God telling me, you're a blogger. 
then vlogger, then podcaster. Now it's trainer, consultant, homemaker, host. He keeps adding these titles on and he keeps expanding my identity. And part of me really wants to be like, no, that's not me, Lord. I think you got that wrong. For instance, with this homemaker thing, I've never been the Betty Crocker type. In fact, I used to say that my sisters took all of the homemaking skills from my mother because I didn't seem to get any of them. If I couldn't make it in the air fryer, I really wasn't interested in cooking. And my friends would always joke that I lived in my house for years and they never got an invitation to come over. And honestly, it was a bit of an exaggeration, but they weren't completely wrong. Honestly, it's easier to get an invite to the White House than it is to my house because deep down, I just didn't really enjoy hosting people. And with all of this knowledge about who I believed that I was, God confronted it by telling me that I'm a host and a homemaker. Where? How? I didn't see it. But that contrary response that rose up in me, That saying, God, you're wrong, that's not me, that's rooted in pride. And it's that disbelief and and that thinking that I'm so right and that I know better than God. When that rears its head, we have to be careful not to reject the identity God is giving us simply because we don't see its evidence yet. And notice that I said, yet. You see, thinking that I know better, thinking that we know better, it's the beginning of falling away because it's the first sign that our hearts are drawing away from God. We're creating distance. We're choosing to fall. You see, our connection is what keeps us high, is being in God's proximity that keeps us in orbit. And if we sever that connection by separating from God, then we have no other option but to fall. Because we knocked ourselves out of orbit and gravity had its way. You see, it's in not submitting your identity to God that you sever the connection. It's in holding on to pride rather than holding on to him that that separation comes in. It's the rejecting the opportunity that God is giving us to transform and grow with him that we cause ourselves to fall. You see, the purpose of transformation is to confront, then change who we think we are. But if we reject it when it's confronting us, then we reject our opportunity to change. We fall away because we fail to transform. You see, we don't take the opportunity. We don't see the value in becoming something beyond what we can see. And when we do that, we fall. Because the options are grow and go forward or to stay where we are and fall. There's really nothing else. There's no neutral here. So I want to challenge you that when God is presenting a new identity to you, instead of giving a quick no and saying, that's not me, you got it wrong, Lord. Instead, try it on. Test it out. Fall into it. Value it. Be grateful that God is gifting you something new because God does not have to give us more. He does not have to offer us a new revelation of our identity. 
You see, I have learned that when it is God offering that new identity to us, then something in us will start to desire it and grow into it. And then we will start seeing the evidence of how that identity fits and propels us into our future. But when it's not God and we are intentional to try when we think it might be, but we're not sure. And so we, we try and go for it. He will show us when it's not intended for us. So for me, I have noticed that when the identity is presented and that when it was God, it was typically something that I just couldn't shake. And it may be something like being a homemaker that I was never interested in before, but it just kept coming up in different areas of my life and being very prominently mentioned in certain areas of my life. And when I would hear it, there would be something in my heart and in my spirit that would react to it, that would respond, that it would make me kind of pause and, and mm, think just a little bit. It would hit me a little funny some kind of way. And when I would examine it, there would be something in me that desired it, something that wanted it. And then I would find myself randomly doing things that lined up with it without even trying. And I would start seeing the change in me. And I would know that it was something that God was transforming me, transforming me into. But the times when it wasn't God and I was just going after something that I thought was a good idea, I would notice that there was no grace there, that there was no ease in doing it. I would desire it, but I would have to hustle to make progress. There was no flow, no open doors, no spiritual assistance. And when I didn't see the partnership with heaven, I would know that it either was not time for that or that it was something that I wasn't meant to have in that way. So when you think of it that way, what in your identity is God confronting? What has your response been to God confronting your identity? And is there anything that you are trying to become that God hasn't ordained? Look at the evidence in your life and see what story it's telling you. See what God, the message, the revelation that God is sending. You see, how we manage our identity and how we choose how we desire to transform can affect if we're growing with God or falling away from him. Because if the identity we're choosing isn't aligned or initiated by him, then that means we've rejected our divine transformation. We've rejected the identity that he was trying to give us by pursuing something else. And when we do that, that means that we have devalued a priceless gift. So what's the antidote to this pride devaluing dilemma that we're facing or that we may be facing? Let me not speak for you. Well, the antidote is, is simple. It's brokenness. You see, the prideful, haughty heart, it doesn't want to depend on God. But our freedom from pride comes when we realize that we need God. That is the only way to truly value him is by understanding our dependence and our necessity of him.
Yeah, I was listening to a lesson by my spiritual parents, Apostle Jonathan and, and Prophet Amanda Ferguson, and they were talking about how there's not one time when they take the stage, they don't feel inadequate. Like they don't feel like they're completely dependent on God. And it's that feeling of brokenness and independence that we often run from. The feeling like we need to be right or the most knowledgeable or the most capable, like we need to keep everything together or, or those feelings, like we have to do everything right. That is us trying to run from the feeling of brokenness. See, if we're ever honest, there's not one area where we're not completely dependent on God. We just have this fantasy of control and we run from him to feel like we're in control only to one day realize that we live at his mercy every day of our lives. Feeling our inadequacies, that's not a bad thing when we have a God who promised he would be everything we needed. And we've gotten into this habit of feeling threatened or feeling like our shortcomings are somehow dangerous. We may have had people take advantage of us or shame us or rub our nose in our inadequacies, but this isn't that. And we have to move past the negative feelings we associate with brokenness so that we can hold on to and go with and grow with God. Brokenness is the pathway to transformation. It's the only way. Anything else is just us impersonating and pretending to become something that we didn't actually go through the process to be. So going and growing with God is simply just allowing him to be everything he's been trying to be for us the whole time. Savior, lover, provider. Father, protector, provider, trustworthy friend, promise keeper, Lord, all of these things and more. So my mission is to reconcile you with the love of God. It is easy for us to be broken before God when we understand and experience the depth of his love for us. We don't have to run from a God that we know loves us. We don't have to hide our brokenness from a God that we know can heal us and, and wants us, even in our broken state. Pride does not have a voice when we realize that God is our protector and our provider, and he is willing to give us anything that we desire. And what he wants for us is for the best of us. And we have no hope of devaluing God that we have encountered, and we see the worth of, even just a fraction of understanding that we can comprehend. So my mission is to help you experience and encounter God, his love, to know him and be motivated to want a deeper connection with him, for pride not to blind you from his value and for you to allow him to be all of the things he wants to be for you. There is so much beauty in the identity that God has created for us and created for you. And it is beyond your current circumstances and your wildest dreams. You are meant to be successful, wealthy, jubilant, powerful, and whole. Not because I know you, but because that is the identity God has for all of us. You are free to choose whatever identity you want. But honestly, I think you're crazy not to choose God's identity for you. And I say that with love. 
Because deep down, I really believe that God's identity for you is the identity you truly want for yourself. We just have to see it. So my question to you is what are you falling away from and what are you falling toward? When we drill it down, each day we have two choices, to draw closer or fall away. Our priorities, our time, our intentions, our actions, our thoughts, they all sum up to option one or option two. And at the end of the day, we should ask ourselves, which option did I invest in? So take a look at your life and see if pride is causing you to devalue God and ask God to show you. And if anything comes to mind, repent quickly and do differently. Take the revelation and reconcile with God. Choose brokenness instead of pride and value God's presence in your life. So next week, we'll continue this conversation by building on this revelation and breaking down the next part of the equation. So I want to hear from you. I want to know about your journey. Connect with me by commenting on any of the Clarity Blog social media pages, by sending me a DM, by leaving a comment on the Clarity podcast, or by visiting ClaritiBlog.com and using the contact form there. You can always replay this episode by searching for the Clarity podcast on any podcast platform. And while you're there, please subscribe and leave a review. Just for a recap, Clarice is spelled C-L-A-R-I-S-E-E, in case you are wondering. And the Clarice podcast should be accessible from any podcast platform you're on, especially Apple, Spotify, all those things. So I am excited about this transformational journey that we are on together. I want to hear from you, and I am serious when I say that. I want to know about your journey. I cannot wait to continue this conversation. So talk soon.